at the very start of everything that was happening, I didn't actually care if no one was listening. I didn't really mind that no one was listening because I wasn't necessarily sure that what I had to say was important enough for other people to listen, but I knew it was important for me to kind of just like go through the motions of this space. And that was like really, really dope. But the more people started like listening to this, the more I realized that more people were invested in what I was trying to do. But it wasn't even just about like people want like invested in what I was trying to do. It's literally people coming back every week to listen to this podcast for however long they did. But they were people who would come back every week. Yeah, I know, it's weird. Most people don't really redo a pilot, but I thought that I needed a break and I needed a reset. So we're gonna be hitting that reset button, but don't worry, we're not gonna forget all the episodes that we've done before this. Those episodes are still gonna be up, those episodes are still gonna be counted, and those episodes are still a part of this podcast's intersectional identity because even this podcast has multiple identities. So we're going to be trying to hit that reset button and kind of just like move forward from here. Like a lot has been happening and I know it's a lot of it's my fault. Um, I haven't been committing to this podcast as much as I really wanted to. Honestly speaking, when I started this podcast, I thought it was going to be a lot easier than what happened. I thought I was going to commit a lot more than what actually happened, but I didn't. and. It's kind of the earnest is on me. Like, I should have committed. I should have taken it as seriously or as less seriously as I thought I wanted to take it. But I think I just wasn't, like, completely honest with myself about, like, what I wanted this podcast to be. Like, I think when I started out, I wanted it to just be, like, for fun. But then it got, like, way too serious for me to kind of just hit the brakes on. And then I felt very much, like, enveloped in what it was becoming. And I also then took on like a very serious approach towards like what was going to happen with the podcast. But now I think I just need to like reframe what I wanted to happen with this podcast and reframe my approach to this podcast. And this is what this episode is basically kind of trying to get across is that we're just gonna hit that mulligan. Like if you play golf, you know, a mulligan is one of those situations where you get to redo a shot or redo a course basically from like a point you have to pay often for that but in this situation luckily we're not going to pay because um where's the money going to come from because i don't have the money and i don't think anyone i know is going to pay for this so we're just going to hit that full reset i think i'm also going to be changing podcast hosting services like originally i was on buzzsprout but I have, I think for what's going to happen with the podcast moving forward, Buzzsprout isn't necessarily the best platform for that because sadly the free, like it's Buzzsprout is amazing. I have literally been able to get really wonderful analytics. I've been able to do a lot of like really wonderful things through Buzz through Buzzsprout, but 
I don't think I'm going to be able to upload nearly the same magnitude of content as I plan to do moving forward as I would on another platform. So I think I'm going to be moving on to Anchor because Anchor allows you to basically upload episodes for free and BuzzFeed only has like a two hour upload limit for free. And that's just going to be a thing that I'm going to have to test out and see if it's for me because luckily when it comes to hosting podcasts, uh, you can probably move back and forth between hosting services until you find the one that actually fits. And I think like right now I need to kind of experiment with just like a lot of the things that I'm trying to do with this podcast so that it can be a lot more consistent and it can be able to kind of just move forward. When it came to this podcast, I thought that it was going to be this thing that I was able to do every week, but I wasn't. But what's cool is I've been trying out this thing called batching and I've been trying to like record a whole bunch of episodes in like a short period of time and I plan on releasing those episodes. So I've kind of requested for interviews, I've kind of requested for guests to be on this podcast for different topics. Um, At the moment I have three guests ready set up for like the next couple of weeks. So I'm going to have those like ready to be published every single week. And I think every now and again, I'm going to try to upload a solo podcast whenever I can. Because uh, I realize that there's a difference between like having guests on your podcast and not having guests and having a solo podcast. Like they require two different approaches towards how you kind of conduct yourself in the whole process. And I think that I'm just like currently very reliant on the solo podcast because what this podcast requires is a full like set of vulnerability and I'm personally able to be vulnerable by myself and I think the things that come with having guests on it is that I think I'm way too self-conscious about just what I have to say, what I do and kind of just how the podcast ends up like happening is that I'm way too self-conscious. Like there's a bunch of episodes where I like invited some guests the guests didn't come like the guests came on and it wasn't what I expected and I wasn't able to then like adapt as fluidly but I didn't have as much faith in those episodes so I ended up scrapping them and not even like uploading them so that was just the thing that I had to deal with and I think just having like the safety net of being able to kind of just talk by myself to the camera to this microphone and have my computer here with me is just like really wonderful As you can tell, I'm on a new set. Uh, Basically, when the lockdown happened, there was like, well, when the lockdown happened, I was stuck at home. But then luckily there was like a grace period where you were able to travel. And I kind of wanted to be with my parents. I kind of wanted to be with my little sister because they kind of helped me be in an easier space and the space I was in was like very confrontational and it wasn't like conducive towards creating content. Like there wasn't a level of comfortability in just being able to just close the door, turn on the camera, turn on the record button, well, push the record button, and then just kind of just like let it rip. And that's kind of just what I needed. I needed a space that was conducive to making this podcast and everything that I'm doing at the moment just work. And home wasn't the place to be. So I basically packed up my stuff and I traveled with my dad because my dad is like an essential worker. So he has to travel back and forth between um, like the Eastern Cape and Gauteng. 
And so luckily at that time during the grace period, he was actually in Joburg and he was like, okay, I'm in Joburg and I have to work. And I'm basically going to be going back to PE, which is where I am currently right now. And I basically took that opportunity to then go with him to PE so I could actually have the space and maybe even improve some production quality where possible. So that was really dope. I was able to basically just kind of like reframe my mindset as to where I am and refresh just physical location to like let things happen. The podcast didn't work out the way I wanted. And I think it's been a year since I posted my first episode on SoundCloud. And I don't like where it's ended up being i don't like what's actually ended up happening like i wasn't able to post this consistently i wasn't able to kind of do the exact content i wanted i wasn't able to do the things that i wanted and i think i needed a space and i needed to be in the mindset to being able to commit to that because i think a huge part of this whole thing is that i wasn't in the right mindset to be able to actually like do this podcast properly and so i'm going to kind of just finesse this whole situation and try to like get myself in the space the moment i feel like i'm creating a lot of content i feel like i'm creating content that i'm also proud of and i think that's also like a huge part of this is that i think i got an audience and then once that audience happened and i'm so appreciative of the people who come back every week to listen to this podcast because honestly you are the people who kind of made me feel appreciative of this space and appreciative of the conversation i'm trying to have about like intersectionality identity and at the moment where i am personally is good enough to actually push those conversations forward whereas before i don't think i was in a space to be able to push those conversations forward so what i really want to do with this podcast is i want to talk about identity i want to talk about people's situations and i want to talk about a lot of like things that are going on right now and a lot of things that are happening in people and what people are worried about when we go back to what people are calling the new normal. The new normal sounds so scary. And I want to just like address a lot of like those conversations around like people's growth, people's identities and people's normal versus the new normal and versus like how they're dealing and how they plan to deal with this whole situation. So that's what I want to happen. And that requires guests, that requires commitment and that requires consistency. And luckily, because of batching, I think I'm going to be able to actually like approach that because I'm trying to gain this organization. I'm trying to become a more organized person. I'm trying to make my content a little bit more organized and more like representative of who I am, what I am and what I want to be. And I think that's kind of all I can really ask for myself. And I think that's all we should really ask from anyone who's trying to start any kind of conversation that's worth having. I think this podcast is worth having. Okay, uh, sorry about that interruption. That was some load shedding. Yeah, load shedding is apparently still a thing. Okay, it's weird because like I'm thinking about the load shedding, right? And I'm thinking about like what happens if like I'm in the middle of like an interview. I'm literally just gonna have to stop and redo it for another day. That's gonna suck. I don't know if, like, you're able to just continue a conversation after you just, like, had load shedding for, like, an hour, two hours, or maybe, worse, God forbid, eight hours? No, I'm lying. It'll be four hours maximum. But imagine you get load shedding for four hours, then you gotta wait and, like, like remember that, like, subject matter from, like, 
four hours ago. That would be awful. Well, it doesn't matter because I'm not going to carry on from where I was. Um, because I was talking about, like, the podcast. And I just kind of, like, wanted to talk about, like, really cool things that the podcast has helped me kind of just, like, realize and be comfortable about myself. So I used to, like, record videos a bunch. And I used to kind of just, like, listen to myself talk. And I'm not going to lie. For the longest time, I have hated how my voice sounds. I think I have an annoying voice. I think my voice is very... It's not what I would personally say my favorite attributes about myself. Yes, I said attribute. I mean, it's not my favorite part of what, like, makes me me. But from having to, like, listen to my voice because I edit my own podcasts, as most people should probably try and do, because there's this really cool appreciation I have for my voice. Like, I genuinely don't find it annoying. I don't find it grating anymore. Like, when I listen to myself speak over anything, it just feels normal. I literally feel so indifferent about it. Like, I don't have as many, like, strong feelings about listening to myself and, like, hearing what I have to say. Whereas, like, before, if I used to record myself. So, I used to do debating. And in debating, you often used to have to record your speeches and, like, do a whole bunch of things. So, that you could go over it later and realize, like, what are some of the, like, pronunciation gaps that I'm missing? What are some of, like, the logical points I'm missing? But basically, like, things to make yourself improve with, like, what you were doing. And I hated, <laughs> I hated having to go through that. A lot of times, I'd probably just avoid doing that because I thought it wasn't the best thing for me. Especially my self-esteem. I was a really, I had really shitty self-esteem as a kid. I didn't have much like invested in terms of like trying to like self-improve in terms of like confidence so any confidence I had was like instantly shot the moment that it was instantly shot the moment that I would listen to myself speak and I hated it like it just sucked because I thought I was a really good speaker a lot of people thought I was a really good speaker as well but it was weird because I didn't have like the confidence to be able to hear myself speak which meant that a lot of times when I was around like people who were kind of the best debating speakers and people in the space I often like didn't let my voice shine as much because I thought it was just jarring and it's weird because a lot of people would say like clearly you literally talk way too much which is probably true I basically like hated the sound of my own voice which is weird because I still kind of speak a lot which is weird because people say you probably love the sound of your voice I've never understood that. When people say, like, you love the sound of your voice, do they, like, take into account that you probably just think you have questions or they think that you have, like, something that you think needs to have a conversation about rather than it is a thing about, like, necessarily, like, your voice itself? I don't know. Like, I'm more, like, intrigued and, like, by stuff and things, which is why I often, like, talk, I guess, to the extent I do because I want to find out more. Like, I want to learn more about stuff. Basically, like... I kind of like my voice now and I'm happy because I think I got a pretty solid voice. I don't think it's creamy, buttery, does all the things, but I think it's a voice that people might not get annoyed by for a long period of time. At least I hope people don't get annoyed by it for a long period of time. Otherwise, what am I doing and what am I spending all this time on? I hope it doesn't sound that bad. But yeah, like it was really cool. Like just knowing that... I had, like, a really solid voice, like, just boosted my self-esteem. And also, like, it gave me a little bit more confidence in, like, wanting to do more things because I think a lot of times you don't want to do a lot of stuff because 
your voice or some aspect about yourself like gets in the way like i think a lot of people probably might not want to like try modeling because they don't think that they're the most attractive people but try it out who knows you might be like kind of cut out for it and that's really dope like a really solid thing that i think was like really important for me to learn is that some people kind of value what i have to say i think as much as like i know my friends listen to what i have to say i know what debating judges and adjudicators have to listen to what i have to say but those are people who kind of like are obligated to have an opinion and be invested in what you have to say but what's really cool is like at the moment like i think this podcast has been reaching people who don't just live in south africa like people who live in like america people who live in the uk it's not a lot of people but it's enough people and there's enough people for it to be like a regular thing where i feel motivated to release it and honestly i am just so appreciative of the fact that like people who have never met me find me interesting enough or at least find the premise of this podcast interesting enough and important enough to invest so much time every week well i haven't been releasing every week once a month i think my schedule has been like once a month almost the exact same day every month which it's fine for some podcasts, but that's not what I want to happen with this specific podcast. So I think I'm going to try to change that from like once a month. Even though like, I think I released some pretty solid episodes every now and again. It doesn't matter because like, just knowing that people are invested who don't know me, who have no personal connection to me, is just really kind of just like, I don't want to say humbling like it's because it's not humbling it's a thing that like inspires confidence and it's a thing that inspires like greatness greatness i don't know greatness it's a thing that just like inspires you to want to do more it's a thing that i've personally just been enjoying and i think that i've just been like kind of just fully enveloped in like i don't understand the amount of validation that comes from just being so involved with people and like this is kind of like the main thing i really wanted to talk about in this podcast is the amount of validation that's kind of just been happening with me in terms of like this podcast in terms of like the audience that listens to this podcast in terms of the people who like kind of like share and talk about it and also just like some of my friends who give me criticisms who tell me like what's it what's good in the podcast what's bad in the podcast what's like really good about like what i'm trying to do it was just like really really dope to have like a lot of validation coming not just from like internally but coming like externally like internal validations are a thing that happened where you have to kind of just get to a point where you're confident enough and happy enough with something to be able to like put it out there honestly i kind of dreaded doing this the moment i started and I'm not at that point anymore. Like at this mo- very present moment in time, I'm so invested in this. I'm so invested in making this a proper thing that I feel. And a lot of that comes from just being able to put it out. And at the very start of everything that was happening, I didn't actually care if no one was listening. I didn't really mind that no one was listening because I wasn't necessarily sure that what I had to say was important enough for other people to listen, but I knew it was important for me to kind of just like go through the motions of this space. And that was like really, really dope. But the more people started like listening to this, the more I realized that more people were invested in what I was trying to do. 
But it wasn't even just about like people want, like invested in what I was trying to do. It's literally people coming back every week to listen to this podcast for however long they did. But they were people who would come back every week or every month because I'm bad at consistency. They'd come back every month when I uploaded an episode. They'd come back and they would be like, yo, this is something that I feel like I have to listen to or I want to listen to. And just knowing that people are giving me that amount of attention was great. It literally validated the ideas of creating this. That the intersection wasn't just about me when I first thought about it. Obviously, it became a thing where I was just going through the motions and I was trying to find out exactly where I fit in and where I should be going. Because as much as this was eventually going to be about an audience, this started off being about what am I lacking in intersectional spaces? What am I lacking in my personal understanding of self? And what are a lot of people missing when it comes to understanding me? And by extension, I think those things also apply to what am I missing when it comes to understanding other people? Because that's kind of the crux of this, is that it's not just about talking. It's not just about saying whatever. It's not just about throwing these niche, complicated, nuanced ideas at people so that you tell them that you're smarter than them or to tell them that they don't actually understand. But it's about listening and learning. It's about trying to get to a really deep, insightful understanding of other people and the connections that those people bring to you and other and like others within their circles. But even more than that, it's about the connections that you have with yourself. Because when it comes to identity, I've personally always struggled with it, which is why like I personally have like a fluid sense of self when it comes to like multiple things. Like when it comes to like sexuality, I personally think I might have the most fluid understanding of that for most people. A lot of the times I consider myself like gender non-conforming, even though I very much lean towards being a guy. But I think I wanted to have those conversations with a lot of people who either felt the same way or with people who have like a very concrete sense of self. Like, I think this situation of having a huge concrete sense of self is a thing that people like me who have such a wide range of shifting ideas of one's personal growth or one's personal identity that it's really important to have a conversation or at least to hear and listen and speak to people who have these concrete who have these concrete ideas of who they are and what they want to be because i'm not gonna lie for at least years like a couple years i was literally a boat at sea just drifting trying to find an island getting to an island realizing that this isn't what i signed up for and then trying to make my way back home and then getting home and realize i learned way too much on this journey that home might not be the best place for me. And so then I just keep drifting along the sea, trying to find a new place where it's not even about belonging at some points. Like, I think belonging might be an over-exaggeration about it. It's just a thing of trying to find a place where you can make sense of something. Because I think at the end of the day, 
that validation that comes from identity and that validation that comes from feeling as though you have group think and you have a group behind you is important. I will fight anyone who says no. Honestly, I'm an atheist, so I don't, I think I'm not like necessarily the best person to speak about this, but as an atheist, I genuinely completely understand why people who believe in God go to church, go to group sermons, go to all those things, because it's nice to see that you all have like a sense of connection on like a very simple thing. I say simple, but it's not, it's a lot more complicated than that. Who knows? Maybe I'll have an episode about religion, God, probably God. I think talking about God is more interesting than religion. But we'll probably talk about both. But like, that's the thing is like being able to have like that conversation with, even if it's just me talking, it gives me a really cool understanding of what's going on. And it gives me a really kind of like objective standing back opinion on me, myself, and even like the thoughts I have about certain things. But because I'm trying to make this a lot more open, because I'm trying to make this reach a lot more people, and I want actually like more contributions to this podcast to be a thing, I have to invite people into this space. I have to invite people to come in, like say what they want to say, and even contribute their own questions, even contribute their own perspectives. Because at the end of the day, intersectionality isn't about one singular idea and identity and perspective and ideology. It's about a multitude of different ideas, perspectives, and identities that mix together that end up forming one person. Because as much as like I view things in a specific way, I don't view those things all the time because context is important. Context might be the most important thing that matters. That's why I constantly talk about as a South African, because I think for people who are listening internationally, there's only things that happen from a South African perspective and context that they might not be able to understand. I've been like talking to my friend about his podcast and I've been giving him like notes about his podcast. And there's a lot of times when that podcast happens. And like he also has like some people internationally who like listen to his podcast. But even though his like audience is mainly South African. And so it's weird because there's a thing where he occupies a specific like space and that space isn't necessarily a space that other people occupy and I keep having to tell him to include context clues when talking about certain topics when talking about certain things because sometimes you can talk about things like everyone else should know but context clues are important so that other people are able to feel as though they get the full picture of what you're trying to present and you can't just like present something to someone just because they know like I've always had like when I was in university there was a thing where people used to talk about just like a lot of like obscure esocentric used to talk about a whole bunch of esoteric like ideas so I studied philosophy so I am the last person to talk about esoteric ideas being the thing that people shouldn't talk about because most of philosophy is esoteric at its very fundamental core but there was just like this really cool thing where at Rhodes University you were able to like well not able they encouraged you to 
talk to people as though these ideas are something that they actually know. And all you have to do is be able to explain the language to make the language accessible rather than making the ideas accessible. I think like a really cool thing that one of like my close female friends said to me is that every mom and every grandma and every woman knows what feminism is. The problem here isn't about trying to give them definitions about feminism. It's about trying to give them the tools and the language to be able to talk about that feminism in every space. So that's not coming to them in a way that like undermines what they have to say and what they have to believe, but it comes to them at an approach where you recognize that they have the logic, they have the analysis, they have the arguments, they have the information to be able to dictate what feminism is to them or even to the world. The only problem is is that everyone only recognizes a specific kind of language. So you have to be able to explain that language to them and explain why that language is important if it is important at that. Because sometimes you use words like feminism, sometimes you use words like black consciousness, sometimes you use these really crazy terms to people who actually fundamentally understand and maybe even agree with you about those terms and about those concepts. But we're using crazy language that is meant to alienate people when it comes to talking about these things. Like intersectionality is a phrase that so many people understand. Well, not the phrase. Intersectionality is a concept that so many people understand. The problem is is that the word intersectionality is very isolating. And I completely understand that it's isolating. That's why I didn't call this podcast the intersectionality or intersectionality. I wanted to, to be called the intersection podcast because this podcast isn't about necessarily exclusively identity. It's about those intersections. It's about the place where things meet. It's about where people meet. It's about where identities meet. It's about where personalities meet. It's about where connections meet. It's about where all that information that informs who an individual is come into play and all the things that surround and inform that and how those things interplay in society. That's why I don't like talking about like just individual identity markers and I don't like talking about like specific identities out of context like I want to talk about specific situations I want to talk about specific topics because I think most of the concepts around identity specifically fall in places that deal with people's issues struggles stories work careers interests hobbies like all of those things are things that are where those conversations need to be had. We don't need to talk about what makes a person black. I Well, we do. Don't, we do. We do need to talk about that. But I think there's a conversation that's missing because I think we're actually already having those conversations of what does it mean to be black? What does it mean to be gay? What does it mean to be queer? We're having so many of those conversations and I'm personally really happy we're having those conversations. But I don't think we're having enough of the conversations is what does it mean to like be black in this way? What does it mean to be black in this space? What does it mean to be black in this job? I don't think we're having nearly as many conversations about things like that. Like, I think it's very different being like black and queer in an entertainment side versus like a construction workspace. Like those are very different conversations that are being had. But I think those two people 
who exist in the world need to come together and have that conversation about what are we what are you missing from this space what am i missing from that space how do we come together where we can help each other how do we even have conversations between those two people because at the end of the day those two people don't have the same ideas about the small little nitty gritty stuff and yeah things that are nitty gritty aren't necessarily like always the funnest things to talk about but I think they're the most important stuff to talk about because at the end of the day, we don't need to have conversations about the stuff we agree on. Because if you agree on those things, then where's the fight to be had? I think the conversations that need to be had on the things that we disagree on because that's where things need to change. That's where things need to be discussed because if there's a disagreement or if there's a misunderstanding at the very least, we need to get to a point where we either recognize the other side, so you don't have to agree, but recognizing the other side is important. I always say this to people, it's like showing a person respect doesn't mean agreeing with them. Showing them respect means acknowledging their side and respecting, or at least showing appreciation for their viewpoint. And I think that applies in almost every single situation because with that understanding and also understanding context, it's important to be able to assess the landscape in which discussion needs to be had. I always kind of stray away from things being called arguments, things being called debates, because oftentimes I don't think that language is constructive. I think the language of framing things as arguments, as debates, kind of already puts an antagonistic approach towards how those conversations are going to be had. It makes people on two different sides and it makes them necessarily feel as they have to prove why they're right. I think it's important to have things as conversations, discussions, majority of the time. Sometimes you need to fight. Sometimes you need to gotta put up those dukes and you gotta throw down the white glove because things need to get out of here and someone has to catch hands. But most of the time, I think we can literally just deal with those things by just saying, Yo, I don't like your side. I don't like necessarily what you're saying. And here are the reasons why I don't like that. And then the other person says, cool, you don't like those things? I also don't like your side. Here are the reasons as to why I don't like this. I don't like what you have to say. And then that back and forth just keeps going until you run out of time because everything obviously has an expiration date in terms of like there's only so much time you can like give yourself to a topic there's only so much time you can give yourself to a topic but that doesn't mean you don't but that doesn't mean that that conversation ends there at the end of the day you have that conversation someone else comes in they can take your place, they can leave, it doesn't matter, but when you go home, when you leave that space, when you go somewhere else, you still know that information, you still had that conversation, that conversation still affects you, still moving forward, and that's important, and I think I was lacking and missing that drive and motivation to continue to have those conversations when I started doing this. In 2019, I don't think I'm the same person I am now. My intersections are very different. I kind of use different language to describe myself even today. 
And at some point, I actually really want to have, like, a conversation around language. I think language and how we use language is, like, so dope and it's so interesting. And I want to have a podcast about that. But I also don't want to have it without someone who, like, studied either linguistics or, like, is into really... Or someone who's, like, really big into English. Because I think, like, how I interpret language and how I've used language as a tool. And I think, like, some people I know have used language as a tool. It's very different as to someone who's like an academic about language would interpret and understand those or like even maybe agree on those. So that'd be dope. But it's very much like you change and you kind of give up on some things and you kind of forget about some things and you forget about like the main reason as to why you wanted to start something. And this is why I'm calling this another pilot or repilot because I am now committing the intersection towards prioritizing conversations around people, their context, and how I can like emphasize that not everyone's the same, even though you look the same or occupy the same spaces or intersections, because context clues are important, context is important, situations are important, more important is people's feelings and self-worth needs to be prioritized i think even more than that it needs to be validated and i can't thank the audience of the intersection enough for validating me as an individual and what i think are important conversation topics because i think this needs to happen i think this needs to be continuous and this can't just be a once a week thing like i'm so used to being in places where you meet up once a week, you talk about this thing and then no actionable steps are done outside of those things to be able to like improve it. But in order for me to show a priority of the intersection, I'm going to try to commit, actually not try, I'm going to commit to the intersection podcast by inviting people, by putting my name out there, by investing time and effort into making this grow. I think the audience that is here is clearly invested in this conversation about people's intersectional identities, about people as people and the holistic person. So I need to be invested for those people and I need to be invested so that we can push this agenda. Oh God, I hate that. Ew, it sounds disgusting. So that we can push this conversation to the foreground of some of the things that need to be discussed And some of the things that just need to be prioritized. Because sometimes I don't know who I am. And I think a lot of people who listen to this sometimes don't know who they are. Or maybe not even sometimes. Majority of the times. Like, I've been depressed. I've had anxiety. I've felt suicidal because I just had no clue as to what I am and why I'm occupying the space. So I think I need to make that. And I think, like, that's specifically what this podcast was lacking was just that really important nuance of identity. It's funny that the intersection podcast as an intersectionality pushing focus, well, which has an intersectionality pushing focus, was missing identity. I know, I'm dumb. I should have started with that. I should have created its identity from the jump. But now, I think I'm going to stop that and try to create a concrete sense of self for this space and for this identity of the intersection podcast because people 
are giving me some of their time and I don't think I'm going to waste that and I plan on not wasting that. And yeah, you guys have helped me so much in terms of like understanding myself. And like, this is the Jesus from the validation of just numbers. And it's weird because I'm not used to referring to people as numbers because people are people. Like I hate ID cards and ID numbers because it reduces you to a simple digit. But I think it's very different when you see the numbers of people who like view something because you don't look at those as an individual number. You look at those as a group collective of people coming to support you. And I can't, I can't say thank you enough. The listener base of the intersection. I hope we keep being intersectional beings and recognizing people's intersectional identity because that's what I'm going to be doing from now on. Whenever I can, whenever I will, and whenever I get the opportunity to. Because your voice matters, your identity matters, and people should be appreciated as a holistic intersectional person. Thank you. That's been the Intersection Podcast. And I hope we are able to accomplish some of the things that we set out to do. I am definitely not letting this just be a thing that I say. I'm going to definitely make this a priority and this will constantly be a thing that has to be important. Thanks. Stay safe. Wash your hands and be careful out there in the streets, dog, because the world is scary right now. So just care about each other. Cheers.